What's up, guys? This is Luke. And Xavier. And this is Universal Food Blog, the podcast. It's been a little bit since our last episode, but that is totally not my fault at all. We got wrapped up in some uh, business stuff, and now we are back recording again. Um, I actually don't know the last time that me and Xavier recorded together. It's been... It's been like almost two, maybe maybe three months. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, we've been doing other things, obviously. HHN was a event that was happened and that has happened and uh, is now done. Um, a lot of emotions going through that. Uh, so this week's episode is going to be kind of a wrap up of Horror Nights as a whole and then talking about the new things that are coming to Universal uh, but first, let's go into any news or rumors. What do you have, Xavier? Well, some of those things we're going to talk about a little bit later, so I'm just going to quickly run through those. Um, Rock the Universe is coming for next year. It's returning. Uh, Mardi Gras is also returning next year. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, I forgot. That's what's missing from the list. Uh, the 2022 Military Freedom Pass is returning to Universal, so you can purchase those now. Uh, but you have to purchase purchase those through your uh, military-based travel agency. Uh, you can always purchase those with Shades of Green. That's uh, here in Orlando. Uh, it's on the Mickey. It's on the Mickey. It's on Disney property, uh, so you can purchase those. Uh, from Shades of Green, and then they'll like send you the confirmation code and everything. And it's like two hundred dollars if you're a military. If you're in the military, it's like two hundred dollars, and it's an annual pass. It's basically just an annual pass. So yeah, take advantage of that of that deal if you can. Fantastic. So I guess uh, with all of that, which we're going to jump into a few of those topics a little bit later. Um, I feel like the first thing that we need to talk about would be Halloween Horror Nights since it was the latest event that we had, mm-hmm. and we didn't talk about it at all throughout the season. There was too much going on, too many too many nights of going into it, and just a lot of scheduling conflicts. So we're going to wrap all of that up together in tonight's episode and give you our final thoughts on it, some of the food reviews of things, and then our total house rankings for Halloween Horror Nights 30. Um, and maybe just throw in a couple of extra like experiences of of the event, maybe some of the merch. Um, but yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. And then we'll we'll cover some of the other things that are coming, uh, like we talked about, Rock the Universe, Mardi Gras, and uh, throw in some Christmas in there because you know Christmas has begun at at Universal. So if you see our new logo, we got Christmas theming going across there. Also, we're recording this on the night of Thanksgiving, so if you all are celebrating that and having a fun time well thank you for listening to the podcast and thank you for following us on all of our social medias and the website just thank you to everyone out there that cares i will say now that you mentioned it mm-hmm. the website if you guys you guys may have noticed that we've been posting well i've been posting a lot um as far as like articles on the website so yeah Make sure you guys are looking at the website every week because there's going to be a new article on the website. Website, If it's not about Mardi Gras or Mardi Gras, if it's not about uh, the food options that's in the park, it's going to be about upcoming events. It's going to be recipes. It's going to be just a lot of stuff. And it's not just going to be articles that I've written. It's going to be articles with some of our guest writers. You have uh, John Self. He's one of our guest writers. So, yeah. 
be on the lookout on the website for that. Yeah, so I guess with that, we're just going to jump right into the main topic, I guess the, the main focus of it, which is to wrap up Halloween Horror Nights and the event as a total. And uh, we've already covered what the event was and about what is coming, but we never actually got to uh, finish what we were, you know, like what was going on with the event as it was going on. So from from that, I think we should first talk about our final thoughts on how the event was throughout. Um, things, in my opinion, changed throughout. My listing changed, uh, you know, basically I, when I went through a house, I would establish where I thought it went down my list. And then I came up with a final, which will be the last thing we talk about. Uh, but just final thoughts of the event. Uh, I'll let you go first, Xavier, on what you thought of the event, how it panned out compared to 29 and previous years as a whole. So as some of you guys may have known, I was there for the team member preview. I was able to do that preview. And for that, I, I did the shows. I only did the shows, and I did the food. Uh, after that, I was gone kicked out and it was I had to come back for you know the opening day I will say um just on that first day uh of the team member preview just seeing those shows and trying the food I was excited for uh the next coming days of the opening day um getting to that opening day the it it rained it poured it literally it absolutely poured on us, and they will tell you I was not happy about that at all. Like I was, I was pretty much done by um, ten ten thirty eight. I was done, or ten thirty seven thirty eight. I was done for the night. I was like, I'm here. I'm soaked. I'm not gonna leave, but I am like I was ready to go. Um, but after getting through that opening day, going to the next day, um, second day uh, of the event, it I will say it didn't go as 29 did. Like there was something that kept pulling me to keep coming every night to 30, but it wasn't at the same level as 29. At least that's what my feelings are right now. Um, but it was still a really good event. Um we have the hype list in front of us, like our initial hype list. So, mm -hmm. um, I had Eddie at number five, um, Crip at four, 30 years at three, Gorewood at two, and then Seek and Destroy at one. Um, I will say that kind of switched around for me. I'm sorry, I'm going completely out of, off of what you asked me. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, but I will say that Eddie went from five to one. So the my hype list completely changed. But I guess to wrap it all up this year was it was not as I thought it was going to go, but it was still a good year. That's a that's a fair way of wrapping it up. I think for I mean I it's I've for the past maybe like 2 or 3 weeks now of not having horror nights, I've been like emotionally trying to figure myself out because for the past like while now it's just been do this do that go to horror nights and that's what's kind of like kept me motivated and happy alongside these past few months 
and then not having it has made it very difficult. Um, so there's obviously that emotional connection. So that's why I wanted to wait. I have even tried to not post anything about closing Horror Nights since the final night because I just wanted to leave it, leave that space. And I think it was one of my favorite years, not even just for the fact that it is the event that made me like it so much, but it was just more of the surrounding people and environment that made it so special to me. And then also with the fact that it, there was no Horror Nights last year that really boosted this year for me. It's still very hard to determine whether it is a solid ranking of an event or if it was just the fact that we missed it for a year. So it being back makes it this bigger, bigger event. Yeah. yeah. I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, but out of the houses that I've went through, I know three of them are at least definitely in my top five as of right now of all time hermits. So take that with what you will. Um, as of right now, I think it's a solid event based on that standalone because three of the houses fit into my top five of all time. I don't know. That's my final takeaway from the event as a whole. Incredible. The amount of people and influencers and just people off of social media that I got to meet that messaged me and were like, hey, you're here. Wanted to meet up for a second. Wanted to say hi. Wanted to whatever, get a picture or go through a house. Like, that was so much more lively than ever it's been in the past, but that's obviously because it's very different this year with how we are, with how I've ever been going to the event in the past with social media. So I don't know. It could have just been a, a different experience for me because of that, and maybe that it boosted it. I don't know. But that's kind of my takeaway from it. Um, I think before going into like some of the food things, maybe we should just go into the hype because you were saying that yours changed drastically. Mm-hmm. Um, so explain what you mean. So like I said, Eddie was uh, my, it was my least hyped um, scare zone. So like I say, that was at number five, but really at the end of the event, that was number one. Um, Seek and Destroy, that was my number one, but that ended up becoming my number two. Um, Gorewood Forest was at number, that was at number two, but that ended up being number three. 30 Years, 30 Fears, that was uh, at number three. So it just it stayed at the same place. Um, and then Crypt TV, that was at number four, but that ended up becoming number five. Um, and I will say um, I absolutely hated walking through Crypt TV. Um, and it's just because, like, the bottleneck, like, yeah. Yeah. The bottleneck. Yeah. And I did with the YouTube shorts, they're YouTube shorts. So like, like they were good shorts, but they were very short. I didn't get to spend a lot of time with those characters, getting emotionally invest with those characters. So like, it was kind of just like a walk through experience for me. I was like, all right, well, here's a, a little scene and here's another scene. So yeah. That's my, that's my, uh, at least opinion on Crypt TV. Um, I'll go real quickly on the houses. So, from our initial list, I had Two Prey at ten, 
Uh, Beetlejuice at nine, Texas at eight, Puppet at seven, Bride at six, Icons at five, Puppet at four, Hill at three, Scary at two, and Legendary Truth at one. I will say, Pumpkin was my number one. Um, Legendary Truth was my number two. Puppet was number three. Um, And then... Icons was four, and then my number five was. What was my number? Ah, number five. That was actually Beetlejuice. Because that was my, my top five. How many times did you go through Beetlejuice? Twice. Only and it twice. still made it to the top five. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty good. The reason is because. I like I love Beetlejuice and like it was a good retelling of mm-hmm. it. It was a good retell. So um with that, uh my hype list for the scare zones, my original hype list was uh let's see here, was thirty years, thirty fears being number one, Gorewood Forest being number two, Seek and Destroy, Crypt TV, and then Eddie's Revenge. Um, that changed, um, from the initial night to the finish. So I'm just going to go based off of the finishing the final night because, you know, so I think, um, I'm just throwing this off the top of my head, just based off of right now, what I think after having this just resting, I think my top scare zone was seek and destroy. My second scare zone will be, um, uh, Eddie's revenge. Seek and destroy was amazing and initially was not my top but after going through it multiple times and then finalizing things Mm -hmm. it really made it to the top so that's why it beats for me at least um eddie's revenge so seek and destroy eddie's revenge and then 30 years 30 fears which was my number one uh i'm thinking but it wasn't as grand as i think it should have been and it was a little misunderstood so that's it fits middle ground then it was Gorewood Forest and then Crypt TV. And that's coming from someone that actually loves the Crypt TV setup, but the area was dreadful to walk through. It is like walking into Diagon's Alley or Hogsmeade, and I hate mm-hmm. doing that. So not fun, not a good experience. Not saying it's a bad scare zone, but all it was was stages. And I like the atmosphere of the actual characters walking through, and there was none of that. So if you like the whole stage thing, wanting to take pictures, great, but it is super claustrophobic and you will be neck to neck with people. So yeah, just be prepared for that. Uh, well, don't be prepared for that, but just know that that area will always be like that. They, they will have never been able to figure out that area and I don't know how they will ever be able to because it is a complicated place to have a scare zone. I feel like they just said this year to make it worse. They're like, it's okay. Let's just make it worse, and we'll go from there. Because, like, the stages were, like, literally right in the middle of the walking path. It, I know. It's <laughs> like, just... it was horrible. Yeah, it was a weird setup. And it's, like, it could have been really, really good, I think, for Crypt TV, but it just was not displayed the best. I do want to touch up that I don't see... We have this list in front of us, and I actually... This is a while ago that we did this list. And I don't remember ever coming across this, but it says that you were more hyped for Nightmare Fuel, and I was more hyped for Marathon of Mayhem. Now, this 
is the biggest change I think has ever come to me in Horror Nights ever. I'm pretty sure we're on the same wave wavelength in what is number one. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I saw, uh, what is it, Marathon of Mayhem, yeah. the Carnage Factory. I did see it a couple times. Really, really good. But nothing brought me more to the event or more wanting to see a show than Nightmare Fuel. Yeah. It is one of the greatest things that has ever been brought to Horror Nights, period. And that it, that show alone, I would pay just to see. So yeah, I, that changed. I have to pull you guys to come. I'm like, we have to see the show. Like, we have to see the show. I have to pull you guys just to see that first show. But after that, like, it was a, a must-see every night. Every single night. I just had to. I saw it twice on some nights, and it was... I mean, that brought me to go ahead and start doing pieces and work and stuff like based on the show and researching and and following people and messaging them, telling them how great they are and how badly Horror Nights needs to have us next year. Like, if you have not seen the show or was not able to see the show, go watch one of the videos on YouTube because it is a must see. And I hope to God they bring it back next year. I was able to get us uh, the VIP seating a mm-hmm. couple couple nights that we were there. And like that seat, one, that seating is amazing mm-hmm. to be right in the middle. Uh, so one way that you can get that is if you book uh, one of the RIP tours. So if yep. you want that, make sure you book a RIP tour. But yeah, that seating that we got right in, like, right in the very middle of the stage, um, really good. I mean, the all seating in that um, in the Fair Factor Stadium is good seating, but right in the middle, yeah, amazing. And I gotta say, I the just to, to finish off that, cause I don't know how much I'm gonna talk about the final night, but I need to shout out Losh because I closed out the final night of Hobbit Heart Nights with Losh, and we saw because we really wanted to close out HHN Icons Captured. Um, he worked with me a little bit, and we were able to see Nightmare Fuel one more time because I told him I needed to see it. We saw the second-to-last show. Now, normally I would have been kind of upset that we didn't see the final show, but it was it worked out really well because we saw the second-to-last show. Not only did one of the performers propose in front of us in the VIP seating, but after that show, we were able to meet multiple performers that were up there um you should all know them by now but yeah if you look up nightmare field you'll see who they are we met so many of them i was able to give a few of them some of my art pieces that i made for the uh for the show and it was just an incredible experience to finally meet them and talk to them and just on the final night it was incredible and to see just how much cheer and joy was going on in that that stadium like I'm so sad that it's going away. Like fear, like just the the, yeah. And also, if you don't know, uh, Fear Factor Live is going away, so that that whole entire stadium is going to be gone. So we don't know what will happen. Uh, they could do a Academy of Villain style um, street kind of performance, put like a stage kind of like the Jack Twenty Five show. But yeah, that stadium is going to be gone. So big, sad, but you know it do be like that. Hurt after Horror Nights is always hard, so. You know what's not a big sad? What's that? Big fire. Ooh. Pizza? No, that's red oven pizza. Big oh. fire is the s'mores on the table. Okay, okay. Well, I could just go to, like, like 
like cabana for that. So I'll be okay. I guess. I guess. Um. So one thing I did forget to mention. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very, very important if you're planning on going. Uh, to Universal anytime between July 7th and midsummer of 2022, the mummy's going to be closed. So, yeah, bam. Make sure you keep that in mind for planning a vacation. You remind me of that when you were talking about the closing of uh, Fear Factor. Oh, well, there you go. So now we know. Uh, let me see here. Um, top five houses. Top five houses, straight off the bat. Oh, I actually have my listing right here. I was going to name the ones that I thought were going to be top oh, yeah, go tier. Ahead, go ahead. Um, so our top five houses that we thought were going to be our top five, uh, for me was Icons. For him was Legendary Truth. For me, number two is Bride. For him, it was Scary. For me, it would for number three would have been Pumpkin, and he thought Hill House would be number three. Mm-hmm. I thought Legendary Truth would be four. He thought Pumpkin would be four. I thought Hill House would be five, and he thought Icons would be five. So that was the listing we have on here. Like I said, this is just from the notes. I honestly don't remember ever seeing any of this, but that's just everything drastically changed so fast that I I don't even know. So let me hop into my actual listing that I have from the end. This is just, I closed this out November 1st at 6.55 p.m., and I haven't opened it since. So this was the last time I edited this. My top five houses were HHN Icons Captured as number one, mm-hmm. Wicked Growth at number two, uh, Bride of Frankenstein Lives at number three, Haunting of Hill House at number four, and then the Texas Chainsaw Massacre at number five. Yeah, so obviously our things change drastically. Like I have on my listing all the times I went through the houses, I was fortunate enough to close out icons and be amongst the last to go through it and just the atmosphere of it just kind of made it just be even more of what i wanted it to be of a house if they were able to do this house again this year with less restrictions on things i know it could be even better but it is definitely a top tier for me and then wicked growth was just an incredible original story that just went from beginning to ends and it felt complete scares were top-notch incredible and then obviously everyone knows how i feel about the bride of frankenstein lives um but i'm not going to be biased on it i thought there was two other houses that definitely were better i will say that if any house is brought back next year like, if they could bring any house back next year, I would want it to be Wicked Grove. Yeah, I agree. I would. That is the house that would have to come back. Like, just like walking through the pumpkin tunnel, like all the pictures that came out of that house, mm-hmm. and then the hype on Twitter about Little Boo. It was great. Yeah, it was, it was a great time. Um, So, that I think that kind of wraps up our feelings of what the houses were like the scare zones and the event as a total i mean i don't know how many times i went in total i think it was close to 15 something along that um i was there almost every night yeah it (laughs) it it was it was like it was weird for me because i was like 
I went a lot in the beginning and then I wasn't able to because I was packing everything I had and oh, yeah. moving here. I'm in Orlando now, by the way. I don't think I've ever stated that. Yeah. But I'm in Orlando now. In person. Yes. Side by side. In now. person now in Orlando. I am here. So I was moving everything up here. And then I was here for like the last two weeks of horror nights and I was able to go like every night with my frequent fear. So so yeah, it was uh it was an interesting time, but I would not trade any of those nights for anything. I just now not having it is just making me feel so like confused on like what I'm supposed to be doing because it was just a big piece of everything I did every day. So I will tell you what you can do. Christmas. Record more podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I am getting there. Um okay. So yeah, that pretty much I think is there anything more Horror Nights that we need to talk about? Yes, of course. Okay. There's always more. Food. Yes. So there were some hits and there were some misses. Um, let me tell you, there... More hits than misses? Or more misses than hits? I would say, at least like in my head, there was more misses than hits. Like more things on that list that I was more hyped about and it ended up being like a miss. One of those things that a lot of people like in our circle all agreed to, and that was the donut burger. Biggest miss ever. <laughs> the donut. So it looks amazing. Like I'm looking at the picture of it right now. It looks amazing, but you bite into it, and then you're like, what happened? Yep. In like the donuts. They, they're pretty much almost the same size as the little mini donuts you can get from Krispy Kreme. Of course, because it's a slider. The burger patty is good, but it's the like the caramelized onions that were on it. Like, I don't know. Like, it threw it off. Now, I did have like other people that I know that were there, and they had it multiple times. They enjoyed it. But, like, as far as our cir- circle, we did not care for it that much before we jump into the next item Mm -hmm. let's cut to a quick a quick uh a quick short break from the sponsor and we are back yes thanks anchor now we are back to talking more hhn food items what was another what was another good one Okay, so uh, a good one that we all liked was, of course, that peanut butter and jelly. Ooh, uh, chance no chance in hell. Yep. Yes. Lovely. That was uh, really good. I got that multiple times uh, during the event. But one of, one of those items I got like more close towards the end, I would say probably the last three weeks, was the the de leche churro that was at the like wicked groove wicked growth stand that was over by men in black in uh the fear factor stadium uh it was a churro a pumpkin spice churro and technically it came with caramel sauce technically that caramel sauce probably should have went with like the regular churros that they were also selling there but it was still really good mm. <laughs> um I'm not going to talk about all of the items. I'm just going to go yeah. over two more. One of those uh, other items that we got that was really good uh, was the, at least for me, 
Uh, and definitely some of our friends that are vegetarian, vegan, or gluten-free. It was the pumpkin guts, butternut squash, and zucchini noodles that were sautéed with hazelnuts and pumpkin seeds. Uh, so, yeah, had that nice vegan and gluten-free option. And then another hit uh, dessert, because, you know, I love all my desserts. It wasn't actually drawn Horror Nights, but it was in the um, in City Walk. It was the pumpkin spice cake donut. Yes. You couldn't get that until closer towards the end of the event, but still, good option. I think just for me, just like rapid firing some, um, obviously solid option, pizza, fries, twisted taters, mm -hmm. but throwing those out the book and just going for new options. I think that the um, the buffalo chicken sandwich that they had over by the, what was it, Fast and Furious mm -hmm. and yeah, Lombard's area, that was fantastic, well worth the money, taste was incredible, um, and I've heard the other two options on there were really good as well, but it just, I'm a buffalo guy, so obviously had to get that mm. very good. What is it? <laughs> You were very hyped about that grilled cheese. Okay, we're not going to talk about the loose grilled cheese. <laughs> uh, but I did try. Go back to that that picture really quick because they're – Yeah, I want to make sure I get the name right. Um, so, yeah, the yeah the stuffed brisket. I had that as my final meal of Horror Nights with the Losh. And I will tell you I'm so sad that I didn't try it beforehand because it was incredible. That was well worth the amount of money I spent on it. The loose grilled cheese, I would – bought it once and it was just the worst thing ever um that's just yeah that's just it was literally a bad grilled cheese yeah that's it so if you want a bad grilled cheese then great but i have great news for you oh i would love it great news that stuffed brisket guess where you can get it where can you get it it's over at bread box go to bread city walk box. yes can go to city walk and get it from bread box you can walk to city walk you guys thought it was gone, and it's been there probably for probably forever. It's probably been there since Breadbox opened. Well, that's good news for me because I absolutely love that thing. Yeah. And I will be going back to get some more because it was fantastic. Great. Um, aside from that, I, I did want to mention really quick, just aside from the food spectrum of things, I tried every single alcoholic drink there. I did. I finished off my list. Um, top tier ones for me were the ghoul juice. That was like one of my favorite ones there. And I really enjoyed the, I mean, the poison tea party was like, all right, but those are, that's a pretty basic one. So I'm not going to include that. Yeah. Um, so gold juice, I really enjoyed as the souvenir refillable. I got that a lot. And I really enjoyed the, um, the, uh, what was it? The beer float that was over in the toothpaste yeah, section. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. What was that thing called? It was the, goodness gracious. It was a certain um, beer titled um and then it was, yeah it was like a what was it uh it's the ace space beer flow uh, yes the combination of space bloody orange cider and vanilla ice cream topped with whipped cream and dehydrated orange fantastic i am super sad that i did not try that sooner very fun it had its own souvenir uh, like little plastic container piece mm -hmm. um that just kind of separated it from everything else and it was a nice just kind of i mean the beer itself had this like orangey flavor yeah um so if you're not into that you might not like it but it was kind of like just like a float like it was just like an orange soda kind of vibe with the ice cream and then the whipped cream on there so i liked it but that's you know i will say my favorite drink 
uh, is over at my favorite house. Uh, well, at least my favorite house's bar slash food area, and that was Wicked Grove. They had a mercury green refresher with new Amsterdam gin, house made matcha, uh, cardamom syrup, and lime juice, and that was the box line. Which was it was fair. It was it was pretty good. Um, I, I feel like just personally for me for it, I would rather get the ghoul juice. Mm-hmm. But the box line was good. It was different, and I liked it because of that. They also had the uh, Texas Heat Margarita over at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre booth, and that was fairly decent as well. Um, but I felt like it was kind of lackluster. Like it was celebrated as a margarita. It didn't really taste like a margarita. But, you know, it's hard. It's hard. It's food. Yeah. So I feel like if you were there, you know Ghoul Juice is a top tier. And then that beer float really surprised me. So that's just two things I wanted to throw out there as – pretty solid options um so i think that pretty much covers the the food spectrum of things and, and mm. drinks um we did our house rankings we did our scare zone rankings and uh just really quick merch i guess I'm Dirk Rides, and we interrupt your regularly scheduled program for this breaking news. The new HHN store is open. Wait. Wait, It's not the HHN tribute store? Uh, Sorry, folks. I'm getting an update here. The All Hallows Eve Boutique has opened at Islands of Adventure? What the heck is that? Oh, what are they doing? Bringing HHN to Islands of Adventure again? throw it out there like what if you by the time it comes out it'll still be out um there is a few merch options still available all of it's like 50 percent off you can find that at the all hallows eve boutique holiday store at allen's adventure um which we'll get into a little bit later and then also at the exits of i believe both parks now it might just be the exit of usf i'm not positive and then Five and Dime has a few options left. Most of the merch is 50% off. And uh, it's exciting to, to, well, not exciting that it's going away, but exciting that you can get some merch 50% off. So I will say that uh, if you would like a candle that smells like crayons or plastic, then. Uh, yeah, you can get your Chucky candle mm-hmm. any, at any of these uh, locations because nobody wants it. Um, I've also seen some puppet ones, but that's because it smells like popcorn and that's not everyone's forte. It is, yeah, it's very strong. Yes, I it is. It in, yeah, I wanted to pick up a Tooth Fairy and Frankenstein Castles. But they're they gone. Gone. Like I, have... I literally went the second day that everything went fifty percent off in all gone. Like yep. only thing is that were left were the puppet theater in the chunky. Yeah. And I I still have my Bride of Frankenstein Lives one or the Bride of Frankenstein's candle. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm just not wanting to use it because I want to keep it. So yeah, it's just kind of sitting there. It smells very good. Um yeah. So there's that. I did recently go and I purchased the last shirt that I didn't have and two mugs, a glass, and a pair of socks for about $20. So that's pretty good, Mm -hmm. I think. I don't know. I think that pretty much wraps up Horror Nights. Like, I don't want to, like, close it off at 38 minutes of this podcast. 
But at the same time, it's like, I feel like there was so much that happened and that went through. But at the same time, it's like, I've been not wanting to talk about this because I get like upset about it and everyone keeps posting about it. But I feel like now we're finally at a point where people are like, they're done and over it. They're moving over into Christmas. So we might as well just. Let me tell you, I was at Christmas the hour that Horror Nights was over. It was time to start the next big thing. I was in, we, me and Losh finished uh, Haunting of Hell House at 12, I think 12.04 the next morning when we walked out of the house and people were saying Merry Christmas as soon as it hit that day because it was November 1st. And I was just, I was, that was just so sad. Like I just, I don't know. Merry, Merry Christmas. It is time to celebrate the, uh, happiest season of of them all well we don't want happiness we want uh death and horror so um okay really quick to throw it in there as well the all hallows eve store that was over islands of adventures converted over to all hallows eve holiday store Mm -hmm. it is still very much spooky themed very much halloween horror-esque themed um, and then you can still find, of course, that 50% merch right now. Um, and I've, I've seen a few options over there that weren't over at Five Dime. Five and a dime, my bad. So you can still get some things there. But they mainly have a lot of really cool, underrated kind of things. I would say, like, it has, like, the... At least some of the stuff I've seen, it has, like, the vibe of Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, yeah. So spooky, but Christmas. Yeah, I, I can see that. They have this amazing Christmas tree that's decorated in pumpkins and the whole entire rooms. Now it kind of look, it's, it's interesting. It kind of reminded me of the, uh, 2020 HHN light that we had, uh, the first Jack or the Jack room that was there. Um, just with all the pumpkins, in the atmosphere it feels more like that, but really dark toned, um, and dim lighted. So it's really cool. And if you're just going to go in there, not even to buy anything, just, it's a really cool place to look around. Like there are so many little, things going on in that in that place and i like it so i think you all will too yes i will say there's a rumor going around in the twitter fear uh that well it's it's there for sure there's a lantern that's in the pumpkin tree um that is the same to fierce lantern from uh icons Mm. and uh apparently there's a ribbon somewhere in that tree that says i will be back so maybe that's a a hint for us for something in the future i hope so we got that little tiny teaser of uh jack and chance saying that uh, if you've seen the last of us well then like you're wrong pretty much we'll be back so don't know what that means um but i'm excited i think that if it would be cool to have them back next year at the same time it's like give us something original i was kind of hoping that they would just extend a little bit especially since we have our uk travelers coming or uk travelers coming in pretty soon i was hoping that they would leave a few of the houses and just open it for a week or two coming down the road i don't know it's 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 been back and forth with this hard night stuff because like the scary sign is still out there for whatever reason if you go to Men in Black, you go to Extended Queue. The scary sign is still there. The doors are locked. Like I don't, I don't know what's going on with that one. Um, there's obviously deconstruction going on all across there. But 
I don't know. So Horror Nights is is done. It's done. It's over. We just have to wait until we can speculate for next year. Don't um, worry, that's going to be in like three months. Yeah, it will be. And you trust me, as soon as we're able to speculate and start getting uh, information and talking points about it, I will be all over it because that's what he, I do. You won't let me not have that on the podcast. Yes, I have to talk about it. So, but I think, and I'm not going to let it get dragged on anymore. I think that pretty much covers all of Hard Nights. And I don't really need to say anything more. So, Thank you all for for an amazing event, for coming to see us, for talking to us, for saying hi, for listening to the podcast, following us on social medias. It was a really good year. And even if we don't think it was maybe the best year as an event, it was one of the best years I've had in just being with people. Like I went to the event. I didn't go to the event once alone. Even if I tried to go to the event alone once, I met up with someone and... We just did stuff. So I will say on the back end, thank you to uh, everyone that responded to like any of the stories that we had or asked questions about the event. Uh, Thanks to all of the other creators that we worked with or we were with. Thanks uh, to Loss. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He was there. Every night, and every night he let us tag along with him. And I will say there was many nights where we told each other, um, both me, him, and Lexi, his girlfriend, we all made a, a pact that we were leaving at 12. We were not staying until 2. We had to be up and ready by 6 the next day for something. And somehow we said oh well we need to do this house and we need to do this and we, we end up being there till almost two every night and i did not get any sleep during our nights <laughs> but it was okay because we it was so much i think that's that's what pulled me to keep coming back is i knew every night that i went like even if i started the event with no one I was not going to end with uh, no one. Yeah. Because I always had someone there um, to hang out with. So I guess that's why they say never go alone. Yeah. I don't think we ever did. Like, I just, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want to talk about some of the other haunts down the road that I was able to experience. If you guys want to hear that, let me know. I was able to experience um, SeaWorld's Hollow Scream, uh, Orlando, of course. And then I also was able to, for the first time, go to Holloman Horror Nights in Hollywood. And I got to experience a lot of the food there. I have every single piece of merch from there, of course. And I was able to go through the houses. So I have thoughts on things. So I can do house rankings on, you know, Orlando's to Hollywood's. And give you my house ranking of just Hollywood. My thoughts on Universal uh, Parks over there. Um, but yeah, that pretty much covers HHN. So shall we convert? Yes. I think what we should do is we'll break this up into two episodes. Okay. We'll stop this one here in next week. We'll talk about everything else. So Christmas and then the updates that's happening at Universal. 
Yeah, so I think that'll cover this. This will be kind of like a HHN wrap-up episode, if you will. And then next week, you can look forward to hearing about all the special things going on with the Christmas celebrations, Mardi Gras, Rock the Universe, and all the new Universal Orlando Resort uh, spectaculars that are coming to be. Until then, this has been Luke and Xavier. Universal Food Blog is not affiliated nor endorsed by Comcast, Universal Orlando Resort, or NBC Universal. All Comcast, NBC Universal, and Universal Orlando icons, titles, events, and items are property, trademark, and copyright of Universal Studios or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Thank you.